We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas at The Lamb Show is where you can find me at Veterans Minimum is where you can find everything VM. If you haven't checked out the pod, the people's pod, I answered some of your questions and I had a special guest, my guy, Jack Settleman. Shouts to you, Jack. My guy from Snapback Sports and Whistle Sports came on and we were kind of shooting the shit. You know, it's crazy. We were planning on doing a podcast in person, setting up the webcam and the, the, the cameras, I should say, not the webcam. But, you know, it's quarantine season, and as always, like, the norm seems to be as of late. Hope you guys are staying safe and washing your hands, you dirty, dirty bastards. So, I want to tell you what the show is going to be about, but before we get to that interview that I have in a little bit with Badlands Booker, Eric Badlands Booker, he is a professional eater from the Major League Eating. He is... Rather the character, uh, he's a rapper, he loves food, he has a YouTube channel with 1.5 million subscribers, does a lot of chugging, 
really, really interesting and fun conversation because it's been something I've always been fascinated about. And if you guys have been listening for a while, we used to play a game where is this a sport? And Tim used to have the awful take about golf not being a sport. Shouts to Tim, still a bad take. He can't defend himself, so I'm just going to throw shade. Pow, 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 pow. So I've always thought that competitive eating is just competitive eating. So we talk about is it a sport? We have a fun conversation with that. But before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about Christian McCaffrey. The boy just got paid, and of course, Olivia Culpo is loving it. If you guys don't know, Olivia Culpo, Miss Universe, you guys know how big the universe is, and Christian McCaffrey, that stallion, has her as his plus one, which is a great plus one to have. It makes me rather jealous. But he won me a fantasy championship, as he did everyone else who had him on his fantasy team last year. But that is besides the point. The point is that the Panthers, while everyone is zigging, they're zagging. They made Christian McCaffrey the highest paid running back in NFL history. Christian McCaffrey is averaging the seventh most scrimmage yards per game amongst 40 players. Excuse me, amongst players with 40 games played in NFL history. And they decided to make the 23-year-old, which is nice from this standpoint. Now, I want to give you the pros and the cons of how I feel about this contract. Pros, he's worth it. He's absolutely ridiculous. He is the be-all, end-all of the offense. He is still in his prime. This is not a Le'Veon Bell situation where... The Jets paid Le'Veon Bell, and he's 27 years old. And sure, McCaffrey has had seasons in which he's touched the football. If we if we kind of exclude 2017, his rookie year, where they were still trying to figure out exactly what they were going to do with Christian McCaffrey, but you know he had 117 attempts on the ground, and he caught 80 balls. And then in 2018 is where they kind of figured out exactly what kind of wide uh, weapon he was going to be. Not wide receiver, though. You know, uh, 116 catches in 2019, 107 catches in 2018. That's up there with some of the top wide receivers in the game. But you're looking at a guy who last season surpassed the 400 touch mark. And then the year prior was around 320 total touches. So the good thing about this contract is that, one, it's worth the money. It's... It's not a bad investment for what the player is bringing to you. It's a bad investment in the sense that I believe, and I've been saying this for years now, you shouldn't pay a running back. Um, you just shouldn't because year in, year out, the NFL draft turns so many players into serviceable and surprising prospects and role players. And two years ago, Philip Lindsay undrafted made the Pro Bowl. And I know the Pro Bowl is something that people are hesitant about because fans get to vote on it. I understand that. But like I've said before, I if you're a Pro Bowler in my book, it means that you deserve to be there. So you're looking at the running back position, and I think it's the most unique one in sports where I totally feel both sides of the contract. I feel the player wanting to hold out to get his money, and I also feel the organization not wanting to give the player their money but the situation with Christian McCaffrey is that he's 23 years old he still hasn't entered his prime as a running back he's the Panthers are going to get at least three or four more seasons of this kind of production knock on wood the guy doesn't get hurt but I think it's smart money Greg Olson takes to Twitter and says beyond deserving Michael Thomas says yes sir 
smart money. So, you know, he quoted me or I quoted him, depending on how you feel about that. But it's a six-year deal worth $12.5 million per year, but with the bonuses and whatnot. This contract's going to expire before he turns 30, which is usually when the production of running backs starts to decline. But he's worth more than what Ezekiel Elliott is worth to the Cowboys because he does a lot more. He could do more as a receiver than what Zeke can do. But this isn't a Zeke versus McCaffrey thing. This is just McCaffrey broke the bank, and I think he deserves it. In the past two seasons, 2,485 yards, 22 touchdowns, and he caught 223 passes for 1,872 yards and 10 touchdowns. So you're looking at 32 touchdowns in two seasons, close to 4,000 yards from scrimmage in two seasons, which is absolutely ridiculous. He broke and set. He Sorry, he set and then broke his own record in back-to-back seasons. So he's durable also, right? Carolina's paying him for his production, absolutely, but also his ability to be available. And you know how I feel about that. Your best ability as an athlete to an organization and a team is your availability. And he's played 93.5% of Carolina's offensive snaps last season, 91.3% the previous season. And then if you take a look at the comparison with Ezekiel Elliott, Zeke only plays 83.4% of the Cowboys snaps. Kamara, who was playing call of duty when the announcement came out and started giggling because he'll be one of the next guys in line to get paid he plays 58.7 percent of the snaps for the saints so he hasn't missed a game in his first 48 games he won't turn 24 until june 7th happy early birthday camara will be 25 before this season and he's a leader on the team now the reason why i say I agree with both sides as you've seen in the history of the NFL that this always happens with the running back position. The team comes, they kind of exploit the player. They get them at 21, 22 years old. They run them to the ground, i.e. what Pittsburgh kind of did with Le'Veon Bell. And I understand that you might be defending the Jets giving Le'Veon Bell that deal because it was a position of need. And also the argument you can make is, well, the Steelers have one of the best offensive lines the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. But also the talent around Le'Veon Bell let him flourish. Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, whenever he was around. And they just constantly produce all these wide receivers. And they also have a Hall of Fame quarterback. And they have a head coach that knows what he's doing. So Bell's production, a lot of it was because of the offensive line over in Pittsburgh. So that's why the drop-off from what he did with Pittsburgh was so obvious with what he did in in New York. But also you got to remember, Le'Veon Bell sat out an entire season. And his best years are behind him. He's 27. He's turning 28 this season. Christian McCaffrey is 23. He'll be 24 at the start of the season. So you still have McCaffrey for about three to four years of elite all-pro production. And I think what the Panthers are going to get out of him, they're not paying their quarterback much. I know they they signed Teddy Bridgewater, but that's $21 million on the cap over the next three seasons with the ability to cut him after his second season with most of that contract being front-loaded. But the thing is, is that you're not paying the money that some of these top Jimmy Garoppolo, Stafford, uh, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, uh, all these top quarterbacks are making because compare that 35 plus million what Dak Prescott is projected to still make once he signs his deal with the Cowboys. You're still saving about 12 to 14 million dollars a season on your quarterback. So you can send 
send and spend that money elsewhere on your team. Ultimately, I think it's a good deal for McCaffrey. He got his money. I also think it's a good deal for the Panthers because they want to keep him. They want to keep him happy. He's a cornerstone of that franchise now with Cam Newton out the door. But again, this is going to be a snowball effect of what's going to happen in the coming years with some notable players. Dalvin Cook's going to want to get paid. How do you feel about Dalvin Cook? He had a breakout season this year after being injured for so long. Saquon Barkley as a New York Giant. He's probably foaming at the mouth at this deal because I personally believe, and tell me how you guys feel about this, I think it's I think it's Barkley and McCaffrey are in the same tier and everyone else is behind them. Just from what they do from all aspects of football standpoint, I don't think there's any running backs like them two. And Barkley's going to be the guy that's next up and is going to want to get paid. So this new deal, the Panthers can enjoy watching McCaffrey for a couple of more seasons and you're still getting him in his prime and you're still going to get him at a high production standpoint. Whereas the Jets, the best years are behind them with Le'Veon Bell. And even you can make the case for Todd Gurley, who's the oldest 25-year-old football player I've ever seen. But it's one of those situations where I think Carolina had to do it. I understand what they, why they had to do it. Remember, they lost Luke Keekley to retirement at 28. They decided to move on from a decade worth of Cam Newton. And they have no other face, face of the franchise. And with fantasy football being so mainstream and such a juggernaut, you have a guy that is going to get people to tune in to your team. Is it going to translate to wins? Who knows? Because the Panthers didn't do well that last year because quarterback was an issue. So if they could get something out of Teddy Bridgewater, they just signed Robbie Anderson also, which is a very, very weird fit. But we'll save that for when we do some NFL next week. Hats off to McCaffrey, man. He he definitely des- deserves it, and I I think he's he's if not one A, he's one B to to Barkley when it comes to best running backs in football. So, with that being said, I need to plug a word from our sponsor, Bet Online, the Madden Tournament with no. NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. If you're missing the NFL, no problem. Bet Online has a live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on shows like Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol. If you're into stock prices, you can wager on that. And something we talk about with Badlands Booker, the Nathan Hot Dog Eating Contest. It's open 24 hours a day and all online. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solutions. Before I get to Eric, Badlands Booker, I want to give a shout out to the members of the Patreon that are in the franchise tag and the Supermax. Nick Chavez, Ryan Pisner, Christopher Velasquez, Corey Johnson Hoops, Derek Pleates and Daniel Gibson. Shout out to all of you. Thank you to all the members of the Patreon. Want to mention once again that I did a fundraiser on Twitch, raised over $2,500, and I sent that to MSK. It is Memorial Sloan Kettering in New York City. Uh, my friend's girlfriend, Andrea Davino, my buddy Davino, who's been on the show before. 
he his girlfriend is a nurse and just hearing some of the things that she has to go through on a daily basis covering this COVID-19 I decided to raise some money and it went towards a nice meal from them shout out to Zesty's Pizza my buddy Stefano who's the owner of that in New York City he delivered the food and hooked them up as well and then I donated the rest of that money to their fundraiser and I wanted to mention it. And the reason why I'm mentioning it here is not to promote the Twitch channel, which I'm not going to do right now. But if you want to find me, you'll know where to find me. I want to say that I sincerely appreciate it that some of the money raised by the Patreon on a monthly basis is going to good causes. And it was nice to be able to put some food on the table for some of these doctors and nurses and people in the hospital that have been at the front line, these frontliners for the COVID-19. So just know that your monthly donation to the show is going to a good cause. I am in talks with some people on putting together a studio for us to bring the show there. And I have an idea for a YouTube series that's going to be coming out in the very near future. So yeah, there's just a shout out to everyone that's a member of the Patreon. I sincerely appreciate your donations on a monthly basis. The April contest that we're running for everyone that is a member of the Veterans Minimum tier and higher, if you want to upgrade your tier from Rookie Contract or the Legends tier just for this month, you could get in on this contest. And I think it's going to be rather interesting. I want to give a shout out to G Martini who helped uh, find this one for me. It's on NFL.com. It's called Predict the Pick 2020 NFL Draft. The person that gets the most picks right you will receive a custom vm crew neck and a denim hat so for ten dollars just upgrade your tier for ten dollars you get an entry into this contest i will be competing in it alan will be competing in it some familiar faces will be competing in it and it'll be fun you know there's not a lot of sports going on so we're trying to continue to provide some content for you guys and look out for some mock drafts that I'll be doing next week, whether it's on the Instagram or as an episode also. And last but not least, be on the lookout for the Michael Jordan documentary that's dropping this week for ESPN. This is not a plug for ESPN, but uh, more for a plug that I'm going to be rejoined by my guy, my partner in crime, my tag team partner. The best backcourt in the game is going to reunite to talk about this documentary. So... Sit back, relax, and we will be talking to you guys sometime next week. And here is my interview with Eric Badlands Booker, professional eater. Did this shit my whole life. Joining us now on VM is my guy. And I say my guy is because he's a hometown hero. You know what I'm saying? Eric Badlands Booker, Major League eating my guy what's up hey what's going on now thanks for having me nah no problem bro so let me i gotta i gotta get this out the way right away major league eating like Mm -hmm. is that how crazy of a world is that field of um competition 
Hey, nah, Major League Eating is a beautiful thing. It's a uh, governing body of all centric, you know, stomach-centric sport. And it's just, I've been doing it for the, over 20 years. And, you know, it's just a great time. You know, who would have thought that competitions for, I mean, pretty much whatever you eat for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, probably eating it under the clock. We have, like, sports heroes, kind of like, you know, like Joey Chestnut and Mickey Sudo. You know, in the past, we had uh, Takiro Kobayashi. I'm one of the OGs of the sport, too. So, I mean, yeah, the Major League is pretty awesome. Been pretty awesome to me. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned some names there that I think have made headlines throughout history when it comes to competitive eating. Mostly, oh. is is the most well-known one the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest? Yeah, basically, the um, the Nathan's Hot Dog Contest is the Super, it's the super Bowl, mm. you know, of our sport, pretty much. You know, it's the oldest running contest. It's been going on since 1916. And um, every uh, 4th of July, you know, at 12 noon, you know, the way it started was um, with, um, you know, the, the Handworker family and, you know, a few of their friends and pay homage to Independence Day and to prove who was the most American, you know, who, who can eat the most dogs, right? So uh, Jim Mullen was the first winner. He ate 13 dogs in uh, 10 minutes and built to this big, big sport, you know, and it's like uh, people like Joey Chestnut's eating 74 hot dogs and, you know, Kobayashi's eating 60, you know, uh, Matt Stoney's eating 60, Mickey Sudo's eating like 45 for the women and just totally awesome. So, yeah, pr- pretty much Nathan's is the, is the most well-known because it's the one that's been going on the longest and it's pretty much our Super Bowl. Do you find it weird that people could actually bet on how much you guys are going to eat? No, no, not really, because it's like, I mean, it's like any other sport, you know. Right. You, you, you know, it's like you um, you can, you can, you know, pull up the tail of the tape, you know, with the eaters. You can, you know, check their stats. Doing it for a while, you can see how they compare to other eaters, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it, no, that's the beauty of sport. When, when we're at the table, anything, anything could happen. So I think it's weird at all. I say that because I've definitely bet on the hot dog eating contest on like the overs and whatnot, just because, yeah, super degening. And dude, I can't, I can't front. I'm not a hot dog guy at all, like at all, at all. I'm when I go to a barbecue, you know what I'm saying? I got my my cheeseburger on deck, multiple cheeseburgers. I'm not I, the hot dog never was my thing. Like, what's what's your? Give me your favorite thing that you like to eat in competition. Oh man, it's 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 too many to name, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty much an omnivore. I mean back in the days, nineteen you know, nineties, early two thousands, uh, okay, okay, well he's the hot dog guy and, and he's the Buffalo wing guy and you know, mm-hmm. I may be the, the, the White Castle or the Crystal guy, different people. He's the he's the guy that does the the cannolis, you know what I'm saying? But now it's like since there were so many competitions that were, were, you know, were coming out, we all had to be omnivores, you know what I'm saying? We had to just develop ways to just discipline, I mean, each different food, so, but um, but if you was to ask me that question, I, I honestly really don't know, you know, I like them all, and if I had to pick one, I would say um, I like the buffalo wings, the buffalo wings is pretty cool. Mine would definitely not be hot dogs, but I got no. <laughs> I got I gotta look at some of the things over here. So I got some records that you have: burritos, matzo balls, mm-hmm. peas, onions, candy. Two pounds, two pounds chocolate candy bars in six minutes. 
Oh. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. We we did that at um on MTV's TRL, right? They was having a um little holiday contest, right? And it was uh it was me dressed up as Butterbean, you know, going against uh Crazy Lace Conti who dressed up as Willy Wonka. We we had little fun size uh, candy bars and um and we just, you know, it was head to head. We went to town. Carson Daly was hosting and it was a good time. So <laughs> What kind of what kind of money is out there for competitive eating? Like, what are what are some of like the do you is it more of the exposure of the Nathan's hot dog eating contest or are you guys compensated also? also? Because it's always been something that I, I'm sure there's like sponsors and whatnot, but how is mm-hmm. the finances of a competitive eater? If, if you're up there, like in like the I would say the top ten, you know, what I'm saying. You, you, you know, and, and winning contests. The finances are pretty decent. The, the way competitive eating is now is that it's sponsor-driven. We don't have our own individual sponsors because, you know, we, we're all eating for whatever food we're eating for, you know what I'm saying? So it's sponsor-driven. There are purses, you know what I'm saying? It's like... Like uh, like Nathan's, for example, is like a, um, you, you know, it's a forty thousand dollar purse for Nathan's. You know, twenty for the men, twenty for the women. The top eater gets ten grand, and then it goes down five, um, twenty five hundred, thousand five. You know, and 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 most contests are like that, like five ways, or they pay six ways, or they pay eight ways. It really depends on. On the contest, you know, the sponsor, you, you know, what, what type of event it is. We are pretty much compensated. They put us up and they fly us out. Right. So there's some perks and incentives that yeah. maybe the finances aren't what they are, but it's like, yeah, I get to fly out. Don't got to pay for travel, which is also pretty cool. It's it's not really at the point where, where you can like... Um, you know, live off of um, competitive eating. I mean, maybe if you're, if you're a top tier, like if you're like Joey Chestnut status, you could probably getting there. I mean, I, I remember when, you know, back in the days when I started, like I say, like in 97, 98, there was like really no money in Nathan's. It was just pretty much eternal glory, you know, and, and uh, free lunch, <laughs> but it, you know, it's grown since then. So I'm always fascinated by how much food, you guys are eating when you're up there because mm-hmm. there's I've looked into it in the past just because I was curious it's one of those I wouldn't call it an impulse buy but like an impulse search where you mm-hmm. you ever go down a rabbit hole on YouTube or you you and your buddies just start talking about some random shit and then you just like go home and you end up looking it up like man is that really possible so yeah. I was just looking and you you competitive eaters do a lot of stuff to your stomach like you guys shrink your stomachs and you expand them like what is what is the training like to be a competitive eater to eat nine tacos and 90 seconds and some of the other stuff that you got on your youtube channel that you do just seems outrageous well 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 basically um you know you need four major things you know in my opinion to be a good competitive eater you need stomach capacity you need a good strategy, you need stamina, and you need a focused mind. Pretty much, you know, you gain your capacity by, you know, you know, just, just eating low-calorie foods to get, the, you know, your muscle used to holding, your stomach muscle used to holding large amounts of foods, and, you know, you increase it every, every so often, slowly over time, you know. And, um, and as far as the strategy, 
figure out whatever food I'm fighting against, you know, what's the best way to eat it? Just like the hot dogs, it's best to separate, dunk the buns. That's because the, you can get the buns down quicker if they're wet, you know. It, it, it doesn't taste appet- It doesn't taste pretty good, but it's the it's sport. It's the quickest way to do it, right? Like like if you was to eat like... um. Like, like 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 maybe like donuts or something like that you you will bring a hot liquid with you you bring like coffee or something like that coffee will break down the donuts you know mm-hmm. so there's all types of strategies for different food that you're eating you know uh it's good to have a, a decent amount of uh stamina i mean i mean you don't have to be like billy blanks type o or or somebody like that you don't have to a decent amount of stamina so that eat strong you can perform strong and uh, a lot of time if, if you didn't do you know if you didn't do your stamina like your you know your treadmill work or whatever cardio you use to um get yourself in shape you could tell time goes on the eaters who 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 are like strong throughout you know whether it be a 10 minute contest eight minute contest six minute contest you know and you could t- oh, and you could tell the ones that didn't do their road work because they'll start to Get tired, slow down, lean on the table. Lastly, you need a focused mind. You gotta pay attention to what you're doing. You know, what I'm saying you can't really concentrate on like the crowd or the announcer. Kind of like you know, Mr. Spock in Star Trek. You gotta mind meld with the food. You gotta be one with the food. You know, it's and it's like um, a lot of people's tune out. You know, they they listen to music while they eat. You know, what I'm saying you know, music to hype them up, them focused. You know, so. Pretty much, I call it staying hungry and focused. So there's actually physical training from like a gym and fitness standpoint that goes into this too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can't just fall off a turnip truck and become a competitive eater. You gotta be to eat at the top levels. Yeah, you gotta train. You gotta you, you gotta be pretty much in shape to do it because because it, it, it's a lot of internal things that's going on can tire yourself out really really well you know you, you yeah yeah you and, and, if, and if you notice a lot of the competitive eaters are thin mm-hmm. you know they're athletic now that's an advantage not at the level where okay 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 you you you, you have your uncle at the barbecue that can that you throw down you know what I'm saying? right 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 <laughs> you know eat four burgers and be like yeah i think i'm gonna go for another one you know what i'm saying i'm talking like you know, to eat 70 hot dogs like Joey, to eat 200 chicken wings like, I've done that, eat 200 chicken wings in like 12 minutes, you know, to eat 100 um, White Castle burgers or crystals that calm down south, you know, stuff like that. It takes a certain amount of training and a certain amount of focus and dedication. Do your homework and it takes a certain amount of um, athleticism pretty much in shape to do that. I think the most food I ever ate in one sitting was I had an entire, uh, so I'm from New York City. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm from Long Island, too. Yeah, so. Okay, yeah. Where, where in Long Island? Yeah, I live in Selden. Yeah. Oh. Suffolk County. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm in, I'm in Glen Cove, but I grew up in... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I grew up in, in Queens my whole life, and I, okay, I work in... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where in Queens? I grew up in Queens as well. Uh, in Astoria. Oh, look at that. I, I grew up in Springfield Gardens, you know, by South Jamaica. You yeah, know, by, my, by Kennedy Airport. Yeah, yeah. my... Well, so, on Sundays, I play... Uh, um, flag football out by Kennedy Airport, and then mm-hmm. also, I uh, my grandma grew up. I mean, she still lives in South Jamaica, so I've wow. been I've been there my whole life as well. And uh, world, huh? yeah, crazy man, <laughs> crazy. So I uh, I think the most I ever ate was I had an entire like a New York City like large pizza like from like a a family business kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i had that Uh all in one sitting 
And yeah, okay, yeah. I remember... Yeah, yeah. I remember I cheated though, bro. I can't front, Eric. I cheated. I, I cheated because I I don't eat the crust, man. So I can't. Oh. Do, yeah, I know that's a big part. That's a that's a lot of bread that I'm leaving out on the table. But I just remember my buddy Josh was the waiter at the time. He was working at the pizzeria, uh-huh. and he just turns to me. He's like, "Yo, fam, you ate that whole thing?" I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Yo, that's crazy and pretty impressive." <laughs> uh-huh. Awesome! Awesome! Hey, hey, even, I mean, even with, even without the crust, that's a big feat, you know, so it's a lot of cheese, eight slices, man, that's a lot, so, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, even though you didn't need the crust, I'm like, I don't know, but, 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 you know, the crust is a part of it, but, but even still, that's a lot. All right, cool, I, mean, I got, you, I feel like it's yeah, a better I'm story, sorry, I feel like it's a better story now that I got a cosign from a competitive eater. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. I'm, I'm telling you, if you if, if you just put, not everybody can just eat, you know, a whole pie, you know. And the New York pie is like an 18-inch pie. Yeah. Pie. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not talking about the 99-cent pie. I'm talking about the one for like like $3, you know what I'm saying? So I, so I know. And it, 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 most the traditional New York pizza is like a thick, it's, it's pretty thick, and it's, and it's 18 inches, and that's big. So, you know, yeah, kudos to you, man. When did you... And, and, when uh-huh. did when did you want to enter the uh, competitive eating field? Like, was there was there a moment like I had where you just downed like fifty chicken wings in in one sitting, uh, like by accident, and then you're like, "Yo, maybe I should do this for real." <laughs> no, actually, actually, when when I started, I started in um in June of nineteen ninety seven. Oh right. damn! I, so um, you're an OG for real, for real. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've been around. <laughs> I, I watch a lot of these guys that are that are doing it now. I watched them come up. It's a beautiful thing. But um, but yeah. But when I started, right? I mean, it was really like um, it was the International Federation of Competitive Eating. That's the governing body that runs Major League Eating, right? So back then, right? It wasn't like it is now. I mean, not too many people knew about competitive eating besides, like, the Nathan's Contest that, or, or maybe, like, the local pie-eating contest or whatever, right? So so I um, I used to go to this arcade, right, in Oceanside, right, at the big Nathan's there. I take my kids there, you know. We play a few games and, you know, you know, you know, get a couple of, couple of dogs, whatever, get some cheese fries. Mm-hmm. And then one day I see a, um, a sign in the door. It's it's the Uncle Sam with a Frank in his hand, you know the same picture that's on the T-shirts, and it's, and it's like I want you to enter the Nathan's hot dog contest, right? So I was like, mm, I, I like hot dogs, and especially Nathan's. Um, let me see if I can get down with that, right? So I asked the manager, you know, what's going on with this contest? When it's going to be? He was like, Yeah, man, it's going to be this weekend, this Saturday at twelve o'clock. Come down, ask for a guy named George Shea, right? So, so I did that, right? Say, hey, Mr. Shea, you know, I went into your contest. He was like, oh, oh, right away, you know what I'm saying? He, he signed me up, put me right right in the center, right? I'm going to have a good time. Hopefully, I could do well, you know, maybe win, because if you won, right, they give you a year's supply of hot dogs, a trophy, and you got a spot at the finals on, on the 4th of July at Coney Island, right? Mm. So I said, yeah, let's have fun with it, right? There's this guy, I think his name was um, Peter Lane Jr., right? Dude was like, yeah, man, I can eat, I can eat 30 Whoppers, man, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you think you can think mess with me, man? Nah, I don't think you got a chance, right? You know, popping mad junk, man. I was like, yo, man, talk is cheap, man. Let's just see what you got, man. Let's save it for the table. Um, so, so right now, I got an extra edge. I got to beat this dude, right? 
So, to make a long story short, I see my man online. I guess he couldn't wait. He's online ordering a big old chicken sandwich or something like that. I'm like, and a, and a big large soda. I'm like, so I knew this guy had to hat you know, the capacity of a whale, stomach capacity of a whale, or he was just dumb as hell. So I was just like, let me just see what happens. So, you know, no training, no nothing. You know, I ate 17 hot dogs that day with the buns in 12 minutes. You know, that guy ate about 13 and he just hit the wall. You know, I mean, competitive eating, when we say, you know, hit the wall, that's when it's like, you reach the point where you just can't eat no more. It's just like, right. oh, this is where, you know, you know, the heart comes in, yeah. you know, how bad do you want it? So you know, uh, let, let me, let me just, uh, there's something I want to mention real quick just to cut you off uh is do you get like so you always hear about the athlete when they're running or in a game it's like they get that second wind do you right. do you get that eating oh yeah oh hell yeah uh-huh. yeah 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 there, there, there'll be a time where it's like you know you're, you know you're eating all this food right and then all of a sudden you know, you feel full, and it's just like can't fit any anything else in there, and and you think you're just about to give give up, right? And then like you do a, you you do like a little shake, you know what I'm saying? You jump up and down, and and you know probably get the air out the stomach out your stomach that's on the bottom, get that up to a nice burp in, and then you back in again, you know what I'm saying? You get that second win, yeah. That's that that's a that's a real thing in eating as well. Interesting. I've always yeah. I've always been fascinated by that because you could tell, bro. You'd be watching this shit sometimes, and then uh-huh. they got like both their hands covering their mouth, and you're like, "Yo, are they gonna are they gonna yak? Are they gonna yak?" And then they continue, and I'm like, "These these guys are savages for that." <laughs> yeah, man. Have you yeah. have you, have you ever been on the the wrong end of that where the food just came out when it wasn't supposed to? Very rarely. I, I don't eat to the point where I'm gonna blow. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because that's that's a as an instant DQ and just destroy everybody in what's called the spray zone. The spray zone in competitive eating is the people that are right in front. You know what I'm saying? You know when you go to like a it's like a concert, right? The yeah. best place to be is right in front, right in front of the stage, so you can see you can see who else performing up there, right? It's the best spot until it's not the best spot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah, I can imagine. I'm trying not to imagine, actually, if I'm being honest with you. But, 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 you know, but, but we're we're all we're all like professionals at um, major league eating, so that rarely happens. You know, that rarely, rarely happens. But they make the faces, their eyes go big, and it's like their teeth go wide, and it's like, oh, he's about to blow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right, man. As as we're as we're winding up now, I know we've went a little bit over from the amount of time that I told you that I'd have you on. Uh, but I appreciate it, man. This is this is the thing with me, Eric. Like once I start going, bro, it's you know I always like to portray my show as a sports and conversation show because yeah. I always think of it like this: if me and you were to link up and go to a bar and we were to hang out for two hours, we would mm-hmm. never run out of things to say. You get what I'm exactly. saying? Like that's just how I am. I'm a New Yorker at heart, born and raised here. I'm just a talker, so. That's why, I like, sometimes I go over with my guests, but I'm having fun. I'm enjoying this one. Tell me I some of the, it. tell me some of the stuff that you're doing with like, uh, um, bet online. A little like um, quarantine challenge, right? And and it's it's kind of like bracket style um, contest, and it's like we have like, you, you know, you know, like several foods that we battle against each other, and you know, it's pretty much. You know, at the end, it probably is like one man standing. So, you know, it's it's gonna be pretty cool when they release it. And and and, uh, and you know, we're going through the heats right now, and it's and it's it's fun. You know, it's it's fun. It's a little different current situation in the world, but 
but yeah, yeah, I um, I'm enjoying it. Would competitive eating be something that you could do even if we are under the circumstances that we've been dealt? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, when 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 the, and, e- and even when this bet online thing airs, you know, saying you you'll actually see it, you know, that that it's something that could go on. I mean, whether we do it from home or we do it from, um, it'll be something we had to do from home, you know, you you know, at a at an arena. Because you know you have the stage, and it's like you know George Shea gets up there with the hat, and he's you, you know he he's like an ultimate MC, you know, saying he just keeps the crowd motivated and everything. And it's like I go out there and I do a little bit of rapping and stuff, and and then and then you know we do the contest, they bring us in like we're down with uh, WWE and all that stuff. And I mean it won't be the same in that sense, but. I, I think it'd be something that could, that could be done, you know. You know, and I think it'll be something people tune into. You mentioned the rapping. Uh, I, I can't believe I missed this as a big hip hop head, and I'm watching all these DJ battles that are going live on Instagram uh-huh. over the last couple of weeks. But uh, uh-huh. tell me, tell me a little bit about that, bro. Because uh, you go to the YouTube channel, if you just look your name up, rapper is in the description of what you do and what you are. And mm-hmm. it always seems like you you're not you're not afraid to grab the mic from the MC at these events and just you know drop a freestyle or something. Well, well, you know, hip hop has been in my blood since I was you know I was a kid. You know, you know the five elements of hip hop. You know the 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 um the break dancing, the the beatboxing, the DJing, the craft writing, and and you know and, and it's just the rhyming. You know, so it's like kid in the 90s i was coming up i was you know like every other kid trying to get a record deal getting the rejection letters and keep at it i built a little studio in my house me and my boys will make tapes and stuff like that and in the hip-hop you know saying big time so um the way that i got it into competitive eating was we was invited um to do uh uh do a contest in philadelphia it's called the wing bowl it was a huge event it, it was um, sponsored by WIP Radio. It was like the, the classic sports radio there, you, you know, the biggest sports radio channel in uh, Philadelphia, right? The Eagles were notoriously not going to the Super Bowl, you know, besides of recent. I mean, I think they haven't been to the Super Bowl in, like, Jesus, as long as I can remember since, you know, the last time they went. Right. Right. So, so they just said, you know, since we don't go to the Super Bowl, let's have our own party, you know? And they called it the Philadelphia Wing Bowl. They borrowed everything from every pageantry, stuff from WWE, stuff from the the, the, um, the National Wing Festival. They got, they got the wingettes, you know, you, you know, the you know, nice-looking ladies in bikinis and stuff. And it's like they fill the, um, it's the Wells Fargo Center now. They fill the Wells Fargo Center, which is like, it's pretty much like the um, like Madison Square Garden, right? They fill it to the rafters, five a.m. in the five a.m. and they then they they held the, the the biggest winning contest ever, right? And they're notorious for being like a local contest. So one one day, right, Wingbo Twelve, you know, they invited um, Major League Eaters to come and um, do their contest, right? Right. So we're coming in, we're the outsiders, right? <laughs> and, and, and you know, Philly showing the New Yorkers the brotherly love by booing us. Oh, <laughs> yeah. How else would they show you appreciation in doing that? <laughs> right. So, so, what, so what I did, right, 
right the fuel to fire right is i wrote a rap of, about how we're going to come down there and crush all their top eaters you know like el wingador which was you know the uh, the champ of the wing bowl for several years you know great guy he got his like um he got his he got his like jersey in the rafters next to the fixers <laughs> you know what I'm awesome right so so we just wrote a rap talking about we're going to go down there and crush them right mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, people hated when when I did it, you know. Say, but afterwards, it was like, yeah, I know you're from New York, but the rap was kind of cool, you know. what I'm Saying so, I'm like, oh, okay. So they kind of dug it, right? Let, let 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 me just write a few songs for like, you know, the hot dog contest coming up, right? Got a good response for that, you know how it is. Your pen gets hot. A few songs, you know, one song's turned to three, you know, three songs turned to eight, and then before you know it, you have an album. So I I said, let me put out this album, Hungry and Focus One. And the Ian community dug it, and that was enough, you know? Right. And then we just, you know, just start putting out, you know, a little mixtape. Uh, gosh, about 10 albums later, 10, 12 albums later, and here we are, you know? <laughs> That's what's up, man. So you got, like, two things that you do for a living that are passion projects that have turned into, like, your daily daily thing, and that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, and um, I also do, uh, I, have, I have a YouTube channel where I just chug the world one by one at a time as well, so... All right, so that's a perfect little segue into closing out the show right here. I appreciate your time more than anything, Eric. You're the man for that. I I enjoyed this Uh, conversation. And uh, plug away, man. Where can people find you? What are you working at? Just everything. Tell us. Okay. Well, um, you can find everything that's that's you know related to Badlands Booker. The, the link tree is uh is Linktree slash Badlands Chucks. Um yeah, Linktree.com slash Badlands Chucks and, and and everything is there. And where you know I, I just chug the world. It's on the channel. The channel has uh one and a half million subscribers. You know, it's you know it's pretty cool and um just, just watch just look for the announcements of um you know this bet online thing is 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 shaping up to be an awesome show. And, you know, I can't wait for all y'all to watch it. Eric, I appreciate it, bro. I'll make sure I have everything in the description of the show. And uh, looking forward to chatting again, my man. All right. Awesome. I appreciate you having me on. This dog off the leash and is ready to kill. Homie, go finish your meal. I'm coming for real. Taking that food right off of your grill. Nikki too ill. Can't let a drop of me spill. Clogging the lane. I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.